computer goes goes shy. <laughs> All right. <It's> like, oh. <laughs> Sorry for the delay, guys. All right. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Mog Talk episode hey. uh, 205. <laughs> we've made it. We've, we've made it after all that. Uh, if you guys are unfamiliar with Mog Talk, it's a show based around the Final Fantasy XIV community discussing everything from Savage Rating to Chuckabo Racing. And today is going to be about music. Uh, we're going to bring on two people who you guys know very well by now, and I'm going to go ahead and introduce them so they're not just here awkwardly staring, waiting for the introductions. We have uh, Alex and we have Husky. If you guys wouldn't mind doing your own introductions to say who you are and kind of what you do, uh, so to get a little bit more familiar with you. And I'll start with Alex, if that's okay. No, I want to start with Husky. Okay, we're going to start with well, Husky. We'll start with Husky. Hey! No, Husky. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm Husky by the Geek. <laughs> Uh, I'm uh, doing video game rock and metal covers, and I do a lot of covers of FF14. I've been doing it, doing it for seven years now, and uh, here I am. Hello. <laughs> Perfect. That's uh, great. And then Alex, if you wouldn't mind. Hey guys, I'm Alex. Uh, I am a composer. I'm trying to keep it short. I'm a composer. I like to make Final Fantasy covers and funk remixes. You had maybe maybe saw that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, my dream is making music for a Final Fantasy game before I die. <laughs> I, I, I like to vibe will. and chat with my Final Fantasy friends here, so that's why we're here. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if I will, but but, but we'll see. Thank we'll you. See. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so thank you guys for coming on, by the way. And if anyone, if you've been a part of the Final Fantasy XIV community at all and looked at any YouTube videos, any anything, I'm sure you guys have watched one of their videos by now or have heard their music in some way or shape or form, uh, because I remember. Uh, I, I, before I even got into Mog Talk, I think uh, I, I remember seeing Husky's music on YouTube. How long have you been doing oh, it, Husky? Yeah. Ten years now. Ten. I started as a, as a seven. seven years. I oh. started at the release of uh, Aryan Reborn. Actually, oh, wow. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. I started right around when Gold Saucer was being introduced into oh. uh, the game. So a little bit after, you know, Realm Reborn, uh, I, I started getting into all this stuff. Uh, Alex, how long? Uh, I've noticed you more recently than before. Yeah. So are you just... Like, no, it's, 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 mine has been a very weird journey. Like, okay. But I started at also in 2013, I think, yeah. Okay. Because I remember in the, in the, the days when Around Reborn Beta started, I was like, my life was making music and playing Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. But before, you know, I, I used to work as a... Hollywood movie trader composer. I made music for AAA movie traders. Mm-hmm. I walk in that direction. My goal was always to make music for Final Fantasy. Now, by working in that field, I got a lot of skills, and that's why my covers orchestrated sound like a, a movie or something because I work in that field. <laughs> mm-hmm. And now I'm I'm trying to direct that towards video game music because I want to get into that. And that's why I started this Alex Kala music channel where I talk about video game music and I'm creating this space where video game music aficionados can vibe and just, you know, chill together. And then sometimes once in a while I'll publish one of my, you know, covers and stuff. Because the ultimate goal is to get, you know, to make music we'll, for a fantasy we'll game. We'll keep pushing it. We'll keep pushing Eventually they'll, they'll yeah. hear us. Um, no, but like, <laughs> I'm, al- I'm almost <laughs> feeling bad because people are really starting to do that now. And I'm like, I've, I'm so grateful, but I hope Square Enix doesn't like block the word Alex Mikala because everyone's... <laughs> Every day is like hire this they man. They love like, you. This is fine. I, yeah, yeah no, I know, but I, I hope they really it doesn't get to them in a bad way. I mean, I'm but, sure yeah. it, it, it won't get to them in a bad way. Uh, but I, I did want to go a little bit more into that because you, you said you did like cover or you did music for uh, movies, trailers, and such, yeah. right? And yeah. so, 
which is essentially moving music for advertisements okay but yeah. it's for avengers and blah blah so it's cool but yeah well i i'm what, curious what before that uh you mm-hmm. did, i you had to uh, say hey i want to make music part of my life and what i do uh and yeah. when what was that when did that happen in 2013 2013 uh, thir- 13 no yeah 2013 yeah. i mean like, like 2013 in the future uh, no in 13 yeah it was like uh Seven years ago, I uh, man, it's a wow. You're asking deep questions now. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with like self-help books at all? Yeah, yeah. I look at self-help okay, so, drawing books all the time. Yeah, there you go. One day, I was in a library with a friend of mine, and every once in a while, I like to do this this ritual where I buy a book that goes against what I believe, or that I'm just ah, this is bullshit, just to expand my worldview, like to understand if my ideas are correct or if. You know, this book is actually right, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking wrong about the world. I saw this book with a huge title saying, Expect Miracles. I'm like, what is that? Come on. Okay. And I read it, like the back of the book, and I'm like, okay, this is the book I'm going to pick just to, you know, debunk some myths. And then that changed my life. Oh, that, okay. changed, I, that, that led me to ask myself the good questions like, hey, what do you actually want to do with your life? If, if you could achieve anything without failing, why? Blah, blah. And my dream is to live like, like have an impact on the world that leaves like a positive um, footprint when I'm gone, you know? And so I, I wanted to do something meaningful that is going to change people's lives and it's going to send positive messages. And the best way to send messages throughout the world for someone like me is music. So I always loved it. I never did music before, but I knew, man, I spent so much, so much time listening to music that I understood the impact of it, especially because of Final Fantasy, that that game changed my life, also mm-hmm. because of the music. So I'm like, I want to do what Nubu Womatsu did. And the message I want to spread mostly is like, you know, it's good to believe in yourself and in your dreams, and it's good to work for them, whatever they are, you can achieve them. And my dream is to make music for a Final Fantasy game. And if I manage to do that, first, people are going to be able to see the whole chronology because ever since I started, essentially, I started making like publishing songs, making tutorials about the songs they publish, blah, blah. You can find them on my other channel. So you can see the, the progression. And second, the music end of writing for the Final Fantasy game can have that impact on other people, like inspire them, change them, blah, blah. And that will be the apex of this journey. And mm-hmm. that's uh, the answer that, that, that I gave to that book's questions, like, hey, what do you want to do? And uh, so I started in 2013. I didn't want to spend years learning music theory or learning how to play instruments. I just wanted to compose right away, which is why I suck at instruments. <laughs> okay. I'm not very great. Because I didn't give myself the time to practice them at all. I just went. And mm-hmm. I don't really know music theory that much at all. I mostly compose by ear, and my understanding of music is purely instinctive. And you know, sometimes I'm like, wow, I found this new technique. And then calls my friend is like, no, this is actually this music theory term, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, there's different ways to understand music, essentially. Okay. And yeah, and I'm just trying to be like a beacon of passion and spreading that That's everywhere with a my music. Pretty heavy answer. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I thought you were going to be like, man, you know, I picked up and I, I did this. And I was like, yeah, cool. I'll start doing this. And that was going to be it. No. <laughs> but that's no, awesome, no, no. That's, that's not me. Awesome. I wish that was me. Like, I wish that when I was four, I played piano or something and I, I become a genius. But no, I started at like seven years ago. So I was 20. Mm-hmm. Didn't know anything. And being the underdog in that way, like, understanding that I'm late and there's people around me who've been composing ever since they're like four or whatever gave me a push, gave me an edge 
because I'm like, I need to develop this talent now if I want to achieve this this mm-hmm. goal. And I wanted to make a living at it. So I kind of dropped my day job and everything. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. No, you should never do that. Like, you're going to fail. So I had lots of people to prove wrong. I had lots of people to catch up to. And so, uh, a big dream to achieve because I want to leave an impact it's never, on the world for other people. So just to add on to that real quick, I'm going to ask Husky here and get his, his side of it. But it, uh, something I'm a pretty big believer on is it's never too late to be happy, right? It's never too late mm. to make a decision that will make you happy. So um, Husky, yeah. I'm going to make you answer and give like just as long of an answer uh, as he <laughs> did. Uh, so when, did you, when were you like, hey, man, music's going to be a big, huge part of my life? I always wanted to play bass since uh, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I never knew why. It was just, oh, I want to play bass later. And uh, when I was 13, I finally got a bass. Mm-hmm. So I started playing music from there, and um, I started guitar three years after, so when I was uh, 16. And um, I quickly started to make some uh, composition and starting to record myself and uh, improvising a lot. I, uh, I love improvising. <laughs> That's really my jam. Huh. And um, I practiced. I practiced uh, for years like this by composing and recording myself. And one day, um, Final Fantasy XIV came out. And I was, I was playing... Um, uh, a dungeon, I think it was uh, Tom Tara. Mm. And uh, at the final boss, I was like, oh, the music is really good uh, there. And this oh, final yeah. boss music dungeon made me, w- it pushed me to to make my own version of it. I wanted to, to jam over this music. Mm-hmm. So uh, I took my guitar, I started playing chords over it, and then I wrote the drum parts, and I recorded everything else. And that's how I released my first cover of Final Fantasy XIV. And that's how I've started my YouTube channel, by the way. Oh. And Was that the first time were... you recorded yourself that way? Like, the first time you produced, like, a, a full piece of uh, music? Not really, because I've done uh, my own compositions on Facebook, uh, way before mm. but uh, okay. it was f- only for friends and family so it was the first time i released it to the the, the world and mm. the, the people really liked it and uh, they all asked me to do garuda next so oh, i boy. did garuda but they asked me to do it before i discovered the boss so it was no. kind, of, kind of a spoiler <laughs> oh. so i did it and when i did it it was the day second Sama noticed me and retweeted me, <laughs> and he loved it. Wait, that he, was your he, second cover? Yeah, and second retweeted it, and uh, it started from there too. And since, since this day, Soken often uh, likes and uh, retweets me, and that's amazing because from my second cover, the composer of the, the music I've covered uh, he, he just likes what I do, and that's amazing. <laughs> that's really a, a fucking great accomplishment, and that was really amazing. Soken like, is an amazing guy. Like I've yeah, I've seen yeah. him. Yeah. So 
like we he looks are, very very wholesome he is like i've i've seen him behind stage and up uh, you know in front of stage and he's the same guy he's like the same like running around just having fun and enjoying himself the entire time uh and he's always like really kind to just anyone who shows any attention towards his work because he's like man i i really appreciate people who uh help lift me up is kind of i think the way he's thinking I, i've yeah i've always seen him as a, a positive force especially on the development team uh but, oh, absolutely so i mean you both have had interactions with him on twitter at least right yeah yeah, yeah. uh it's so, hilarious yeah and he he like retweets he does everything else for you uh i i know you guys also appreciate his work a lot you guys say a lot yeah. of good things about his work <laughs> oh, all yeah. the time um yeah and so i i kind of so people love Soken because they listen to it and they're like, oh, it sounds good. But they might not really know some of the really, uh, what's the right word for it? The in-depth reasons for why he's such a good music producer and he creates music. Could you tell me if your opinion on some things people might not know about Soken? That is like really amazing. But just by listening Haskell, to his do you music. want to start? Because I, I, like I, my YouTube channel is like, half of the videos are about this <laughs> yeah. but i can i can say some stuff here but i want to know like husky's take on this actually it's, okay. it's um i'm very sensible to melodies and Soken's melodies really hit me in the fields he's amazing with it and he hides like uh, alex Turks about it in his videos Soken always hides uh reference to other final fantasy music in his tracks and there is a lot of time the, the prelude from Final Fantasy uh, in a lot of his music. He, mm. he loves to hide it. And maybe it's... I think this, he dreams uh, of the prelude at night like yeah. when he sleeps. Like, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> he is the prelude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, that really shows his love for the series. And with this love and this mastery, he delivers these uh, wonderful tracks and by the way he became one of my favorite composer over the years mm. okay i mean also for you it must be like a very like very emotional to listen to his music like considering that the thing with the carita cover like mm-hmm. having a composer of a video game do you like notice you is sort of like having the hottest girl in school <laughs> you. you're like That's you are never gonna forget that for your whole life you know you're like I, yeah. what it happened it's... with um, the composer of uh, Mega Man Zero Four aussi. Really? Uh, this game has, has four composers, Jeez. and uh, one of them uh, reached me on uh, on YouTube because uh, I've covered the music of the um, the last boss of uh, Mega Man Zero Four, and he said, "Hey, uh, it's me. Uh, I compose the the music uh, of this game. I love your version, really." And wow. uh, we chatted a bit, and it was really amazing. Let me, uh, what's his name? Was that a Japanese composer? Yeah. And was it, Man, were so... you able just to talk to him freely? Like, was he speaking, like, English and typing in English and everything? Or He, he, he was typing in English, yes. Nice. nice. He was, uh, let it's me very rare. It. it was Chinichi Itakura. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I love people who reach out like that. You oh, know, that's, yeah, that's uh, amazing. Fans so and musicians need that. My dream came yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with Soken is like like one thing like if you want to hear my answer like absolutely one one thing that definitely increases the value of the music, which is something I started to understand just lately, is 
the personality behind it. Mm-hmm. So when you get to know Soken, like you see him and stuff like that, you just start to root for him. And you're like, when you listen to the music, not only you're vibing to the music, you're also, you know, thinking, oh, I wonder how Soken felt when he wrote this. And now he's having so much fun. Mm-hmm. To me, every single composer has a specific, like, I would say talent or something. Like, Yoko Shimomura is amazing because of the way she writes oh, melancholic okay. music. Mm. Like, and also because of her, like, she has a very interesting classical style. You know, She's when you hear, <laughs> yeah, when you hear like Omnis Lacrima or Apocalypse is Notice from oh, 15, yeah. that's, oh, God. it feels like you're listening to, I don't know, the music of a, uh, some mythology, mythological thing that happened. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's great. Wematsu yeah. is great for many other reasons that, oh my god, there's so many mm-hmm. because he's been writing music for so many Final Fantasy games and every time, especially after like with 7, 6, 8, 9, 10, like those were the ones where we really tried to change mm-hmm. uh, his formula so much. And there are so many, so many things to say about Wematsu there. He's just super cool. Yeah. So can, to me, sounds like fun loads of fun and especially i say this because like his music is very varied like there's so uh, many different uh, yeah. genres yeah exactly and then you have freaking a boss That's with the, the most fun music he ever made i think yeah no wait i'm bending steel the one for ravana the storm. oh yeah like yeah. you have that and then you have something like fiend the sephiroth track and then you have yeah. invincible like the variety of music that the guy is able to compose is mm-hmm. incredible. Like, it's really insane. So, uh, twinning. So, it's, it's like, for me, Soken is the, embod- like, it's curious. Like, Final Fantasy XIV is a game where you can change class at any time. Soken mm-hmm. is the same. He's a composer that can do whatever he wants mm-hmm. every time. Exactly. He rotates like that. Yeah. So, uh, that's his specialty to me. And mostly his enthusiasm is, is the thing that does it. Like, he doesn't necessarily write, like, better orchestrations than Yoko Shimomura. I think Yoko Shimomura is better at creating, like, apocalyptic, you know, epic mm-hmm. orchestrations than Soken is. But she doesn't have the same variety or enthusiasm as a, you know, a kid or something that Soken is, kind of is inside. Mm-hmm. And you kind of hear that in the music, I think. And also, yeah, all the melodies that Soken references throughout the game, reminding you of stuff that happened so many hours before. It's, it's great. So, so yeah, uh, he's also he's really good at producing what people want, like the developers want to hear, like in creating the perfect sound for it. And I say that mainly because I don't know if you guys have ever listened to. There is one soundtrack he's noticeably notable for making the worst song possible for the Moogle March. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard it. There's like was that a, a Starlight Not Right? I can't remember what it was. It wasn't the one that you guys might be familiar with it, uh, but it was really big on Twitter not too long ago. Um, where hmm. it, it sounded horrible. And the reason for that is because the Moogles were playing makeshift instruments and everything else, and he was just trying to make something really horrible to put on. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know how how much that has to kill him to try to make something <laughs> bad. <laughs> no, it must be fun. Have you ever heard uh, Mansion Basement from Resident Evil Director Cut? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Okay. If you have time, if you want to laugh a lot, go on YouTube, look for Resident Evil Mansion Basement. Okay. That's the most horrible video game track ever made. <laughs> and like it has to be I'm done like sh- hmm? go go look for it. Like it must have been written purposefully to be terrible because it's like what? It's just funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
I, I do want to ask. So, I've I've learned this uh, recently. You guys are wholesome as fuck. Uh, extremely nice people. Always saying great things. I'm going to ask you a really hard question. Can, sure. Is there anything that you can say to be critical of Final Fantasy music in any shape or form? Hmm. Let me think about that. <laughs> That's really tough. Right. Right. What to be too critical about it? Uh, I can... because personally, my, my thing is that I, I really like. <laughs> this is probably one of my weaknesses, so as, as well as one of the best things about me. I really have a hard time being negative about anything. Mm -hmm. Like it's so easy for me to find stuff to enjoy in everything, rather than finding stuff. To uh, be like, ah, they could have done this better. So my channel, you're almost never going to hear me bash about other music. If there's one thing that I would improve about Final Fantasy music, is the way they distribute it. Hmm. You know? I would, like, they, dude, they only Final started Fantasy... to, do, to do it last year, actually. Yeah, but like... Yeah, okay, yeah, it's true. It's true. But, but it's, dude, it's pretty late, actually, yeah. As an example, first, I, I this is tricky, though, because, like, on one end, I understand the, the format of like selling soundtracks is completely different from public, publishing albums. As, right. uh, if you're a Coldplay, you publish the album on Spotify. You do well because Coldplay goes on concert. When there's not COVID, they go on concert. So if you listen to the album for free yeah. on Spotify and stuff, it's just selling tickets for, for the concerts. Mm -hmm. For a uh, soundtrack composer, there's no such thing as concerts all the time. For Soak and the Race, but it's so rare that maybe the same business model doesn't apply. Also, an album is like 12 tracks, so it can create soundtracks of like 60 tracks or something. Yeah. So it's not the same. Yeah. I understand that it must be like bought and paid for in a different way, mm -hmm. but that also limits the, the, how much people listen to something, I think. Like yeah. Final Fantasy XIV music is huge because Soken is amazing and stuff, but I think it's also huge because of the channels that publish the music on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Because th that way, the algorithm keeps on pushing the music to you, and you get That's into it. And then, you, yeah. yeah, and when the album comes out, you're like, okay, with Final Fantasy VII Remake, they, the, the copyright system they put in place kept, keeps on like canceling, deleting these music mm -hmm. videos that get uploaded on YouTube. And it's fair, like that's how it should, it's supposed to be. But I think Square Enix probably needs to find a way to promote their music that in a way that i don't know it's uh it lets it be out there more because i find Everson remakes music is one of the best soundtrack ever made but it does it like it doesn't get enough buzz because it keeps on so getting, like deleted i want to add to that just because uh recently i changed the so the person i use uh, or the person's music that i use for the intro and closing of the show is andre kane uh, he doesn't know anything about Final Fantasy fourteen like at all. Uh, I don't think he okay. touches it, but he loves Final Fantasy and he makes covers. And uh, I was using those who fight further. Uh, and then there was the Final Fantasy seven uh, inspired cover that he did that I'm using now. And as soon as I started using that, my videos started getting flagged immediately. Uh, it's a yeah, cover dude, of it, it's... but it's so close. <laughs> that... Yeah, yeah, it happens to me as well, dude. It's yeah. uh, it's crazy. And I again, I understand what they're doing. Yeah. And it's it's fair. What I say is that it's preventing more people to get into this, mm -hmm. and it's sad because man, this soundtrack deserves like that's the it's the I think it's it's probably the best Final Fantasy soundtrack they ever made, in my opinion. The the okay. remake soundtrack. So I don't know what the solution is because it's a huge soundtrack. Also, I'm a bit disheartened by the fact that they had to remove so many tracks from, from the official release. Mm -hmm. Many of the tracks they removed from the official release were the best ones, like. Have you guys played it, like the remake? 
Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I've played the entire one. We won't talk too much into it because it's <laughs> it's a very heavy yeah. spoiler game. But yeah. yeah, but you remember like the the part where uh, the sector seven collapses and there's a, there's a mm-hmm. sunset and stuff, and you're walking around. Right. There's a sound a song that plays there. It's one of the best soundtracks in the in the whole game. They didn't put it in the soundtrack because no space. What? Yeah. yeah. They didn't. There are too many songs. There was no space. They had seven CDs. Yeah. They didn't have the space to put them on it. <laughs> Uh, but they chose to remove that one, which is one of the most loved soundtracks in the game. Now, they didn't know because they keep on taking the videos down on YouTube. But mm-hmm. if they left them up, they would have seen that was one of the most listened to. But okay. they don't know. Yeah. So that's my criticize. But I, I don't know how to solve it. Yeah. What about you, Husky? Uh, that's really a, a tough question. Uh, the only criticize I, I can see is about uh, FF10-2. Uh, and the music is so different from the other games, and I didn't feel like playing a Final Fantasy game because of the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, I I, I understand. I like ha- I liked it, but I understand that okay. we, we didn't have the, the magic of the um, the melodies and the sonorities of Nobu Uematsu or Hamazu, mm-hmm. and it was very very odd for me to, to play this. You know what was the weird thing is that. The Final Fantasy X two played in the same exact world as ten. Like they reused so many of the areas. So going through those areas with completely different music from a completely different composer maybe felt yeah, weird. Also. If it was for a if for a completely new Final Fantasy, new IP, maybe it would have been better. I but don't know. I don't know. I liked it personally, but I understand your feelings, definitely. Okay. So I, I won't back you guys into a corner anymore with that because you guys are very positive people. <laughs> no, 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 it's good. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's good. I appreciate it. I, I want to see if I could get some some negative comments in any way, shape, or form, no matter how light they are. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to. No, there's always stuff to improve everywhere, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, I do want to ask a little bit more questions about you guys in general. Um, first. Going back on the wholesome thing, you guys have this bromance that has developed on Twitter and everything else. <laughs> uh, I, I'm curious, uh, and I'm going to ask Husky this, and I'm going to make him at least start it. How did you guys actually start to meet each other and get to know each other? It was his fault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was your well, fault. I say fault. It's funny. It was, it was well, great, man. Actually, uh, I, I've started to, um, to follow Alex uh, when he released his analysis of uh, Shiva. Mm. I think, and um, he has been following me, following me, following me <laughs> for years. Yeah. yeah. So he already knew about me, and I absolutely loved his analysis, and I digged his channel, and I listened to his original music, and I loved it. Really, it was amazing. Thank you, man. He, yeah, I noticed how great of a composer he is, <sighs> and. Um, <laughs> I, I've started to to follow him uh, with a great, uh, how to say it, uh, interest, enthusiasm. Yes, enthusiasm. Oh, okay. Man, if so, if, if black people could blush, I would be blushing right now. But but we can't. So you know, <laughs> okay. consider it and, as if I'm doing it. Okay. And uh, we eventually we we started to to comment each other each other and. Um, Eventually, we talked about doing a, a cover together. So that's yeah. how I reached up over him to... to this madman! him to choose between two songs. 
between Innocence and uh, Spiral. It was a song from Bahamut. And um, Alex was ready to do Innocence with me. And that's how we started to, to chat even more. Yeah. And um, we started to, to know each other even more. And we reali realized that we had a lot in common. Even on, on uh, odd points, like we both <laughs> worked in IT. <laughs> Oh, okay. We both were, enfin, so he was a web dev. I am a web developer oh. still today. We like the same um, songs oh. in general. Periphery and stuff. And there is a specific sound in the music of Final Fantasy X that we both love. That's really this kind of details that's amazing that we both like it, actually. Mm, okay. So. Yeah. Wow, man, I feel I so validated. It's like when, when, we have it's, a like when it's when you, your, your friend asks your girlfriend, why do you love him so much? And she's able to tell all the things. And you're like, <laughs> oh, my God. Or I'm like, having oh, the I same, just like him. <laughs> same feelings. Yeah, that's it. No, but like, yeah, that, that, those were the things, definitely. I think that the, of all things that we, we found, the passion for the Final Fantasy sound, the song is called... Illusion or fantasy from Final Fantasy, Illusion. I think that's the official name. And there's like a white noise sound that is very a atmospheric or something. A flitting, oh, a flitting, there's a flitting dream, but it's also yeah. in Illusion. Like they use it a few times in Final Fantasy. 10. And uh, yeah, like when we made, we were working on Innocence, I used that sound because it's my favorite sound on earth. And it's like, oh my god, like, oh my god, yeah, it was like, it was a beautiful moment. Oh, like, <laughs> what is that sound? I don't know. So yeah, and uh, for me, of all those things, on top of that, those things, yes, I've been following Husky for years. Mm. And the the moment that I remember the most about our collaboration is when he sent me the tracks for Innocence, like the guitars and stuff, and he actually played the arpeggio, like <laughs> that thing there he plays on piano. I'm like, what the fuck? Like this guy's talent is insane, and I, you know, I just. I was like, yeah, we need to do this. We did it. Then I told him we need to get it to Spotify. Blah, blah. I explained him how to get it on Spotify, etc. Yeah. And yeah. And just from there, we just became super friends because we have so many things in common. And I find it's funny what people say about the theory that we're like, you know, shard brothers, you know, yeah. <laughs> because we do have so many things in common. And I feel that there's a deep understanding between me and Husky. So okay. maybe it's just, you know, that. Okay. But yeah. That's that's awesome, dude. Uh, and it's always yeah. wonderful when people can kind of come together like that. And especially, like, uh, I feel like people are watching you guys as, like, a relationship that people watch, like, in social media. They're like, oh, we're just going <laughs> to see how, how they turn out. We should, never, we should never break up. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, this Please happens. No drama. Like, no drama. <laughs> no, but this, this happens, like, when you, I find that when you really start to, like, dive deeper in your passions, you start to attract yourself, people of the same. Have you guys watched JoJo? I've watched uh, uh, a couple like seasons. Yeah. Okay, so in Georgia, people use stands, right? And and the 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 theory of stands is that people with stands, like this power, this spirit that they have inside, that uses like powers, mm -hmm. attract each other. Like eventually, they're gonna meet. And I find mm -hmm. it's the same with passion. If you're very passionate and you put it out there, eventually you're gonna attract people that of the same, uh, you know, attitude yeah. in life. Mm -hmm. And you find like you just made so many amazing friends. So Absolutely. that's probably also the thing. 
Uh, okay, well, cool. Uh, so I just want to get a little bit more to know about that. The other things that I want to know about uh, is before we start the show, there, there's a, so you're called Husky Bite a Geek for a reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. Could you were saying a little bit about it, but I'm gonna make you re-explain it. Why why are you Husky Bite a Geek, and uh, why do you wear that hat? Uh, so <laughs> actually, um, I got this hat ten years ago. I was uh, seventeen years old. And I spent my uh, summer evenings playing guitar on the beach mm-hmm. with some friends and drinking rum. And I always had this hat. And okay. over the weeks, people called me the wolf. And often they only started to recognize me when I started to put the hat on. So mm-hmm. I was thinking about using it for my YouTube channel. Because since people noticed me because of it, it could become a strength. Mm-hmm. So I struggled to find a name because I suck at finding name. <laughs> That's how I came with Husky by the Geek because I got a Husky hat and I'm Geek. So that's it. <laughs> but you're like that's... Daft Punk. You know how they wear helmets and yeah. that's their persona? Like, I love them. Same. Mm-hmm. And they're French as well. So there you go. Yeah. I, I wasn't, honestly, I was not surprised at all when you told me that you're French. Because French people's music culture and talent is like insane. See, now I was, I I was surprised. I don't know why, but I I was, I just didn't think about it. Like when I saw your music, I was just like, okay, he's a guy making music. I thought about nothing else (laughs) about like your history and background and everything. Uh, So when I first heard you speak, I was like, wait a minute. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) French accent. Yeah. Yeah. ASMR French. Yeah. No, but like. Someone in the comments, nobody knew who I was before I put on the hat. Sounds like <laughs> Batman, actually. Yeah, before you put <laughs> on the hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, that sounds super cool. Like, I kind of wish that I did that. Like, not the hat, but that I did something, like give myself a nickname or something that wasn't Alex You Mikala. look really sharp. I think that's it. And the V-neck, the Thank really you. good low-cut V-neck yeah. when you play it bass. Yeah, that, that's your style. People recognize oh, you well, for that. Oh, well, probably, but... but, but <laughs> Thank you for that, for saying, I, I mean, I appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, sometimes I also wish that I put like a nickname so I could separate my real self from the, the Alex Mukala mm. that I am like, because like, it's not that I'm not myself, I am myself, but I don't share, I don't know, the, the randomness of my life, like me just doing stuff that is not related to video games or to music, mm-hmm. you know? But that, that guy is still called Alex Mukala. So it's good when you have a sort of like separation and you kind of feel safe and stuff. But when you blend the two words together, it can be a bit weird. So I I'm like, ah, you know, I wish I had something <laughs> that could, that's like the, hu- the husky. You could go ahead and start it, man. Just go ahead and start. But I mean, you've already built so oh, much. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm good. Okay. I'm fine. I'm, it's just that I'm like, that's cool, though. Like, that's a very cool thing. So now that we know husky uh, is French, right? We know your background in some way. Uh, Alex, you have an interesting background, I think, at least. What's your oh, background? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I travel a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, not that much, but I'm from Italy. So that's one thing that people are like, what? You're yep. what? Because, because I don't speak like this, so they don't expect me to not be right. Italian. But I, I'm actually from Italy. As, and when I started to, as I was saying before, when you start to embody your passions, you start to meet people of that same walk of life. When I started making music, I got to know lots of musicians on the internet and they were from abroad because Italian people are, are generally not so ambitious to become musicians for real. 
like there's not that ambition in Italy. So mm. I met people from, from Germany, America, Sweden, uh, you know, UK, Norway. We all traveled for a weekend in Germany. Mm. And I spent a weekend in there with people from like six different nationalities in an Airbnb. It was the best time of my life. And that's where I was like, whoa, I need to travel more. So I eventually moved to, uh, I, I went to Japan with the same friends mm. for uh, two weeks. Then I went back to Italy and I didn't want to be there anymore. I went back to Japan for an entire month in Tokyo, living there for a month wow. by myself to see how it was. Mm. It was amazing. I missed it. I would love to go back as soon as possible, but you know, mm-hmm. uh, COVID. Then <laughs> after that, I moved to the UK. I lived in London for a bit. Then when I had enough of London, which was a year, I kind of traveled around, went to Sweden, went to Slovenia. Uh, and uh, eventually I ended up in Prague, which for those of you who played Bloodborne, Prague kind of looks like Yarnam from Bloodborne. It's the same vibe. It's incredible. Like Bloodborne was inspired by Prague, I think. Hmm. And it stole my heart completely. And even though I was just traveling, I was just doing like, you know, one month here, one month there, blah, 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 because I, don't know, I didn't want to belong to, I just wanted to explore and find a place in the world where I feel at home. But mm-hmm. Prague instantly made me feel like that. And uh, been living here ever since. Like so, it's been I think two years ever since I That's first amazing. came here. Yeah, you guys should come visit. It's great when COVID is over, obviously. Yeah. When, when the times are good, but oh, yeah, yeah. But at my core, I'm an Italian pizza man who just <laughs> ate lasagna and is so happy for it. It is good. As so, a yeah. French, I love Italian food. I love food in general, and I love Italian. Who food. doesn't love Italian food, though? Right? I mean, it's just like yeah, <laughs> it's universally. That's the loved. one good thing with it. <laughs> one. I'm okay. pretty close to Italy, so I have a lot of Italian restaurants mm-hmm. held by Italians in my town. They betrayed so us. It's really rare. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to think. The closest I've been over there, I've been to Ukraine uh, before. I've been to Kiev. Uh, and I've mm. been to Paris and I've been to London, but these were all very short trips. They were never re- anything really too long. Uh, but that's really the extent of my international travel outside of the U.S. Um, mm. And by the way, if people watching the show, you should know it's pretty late for the guys here <laughs> right now. What? It's Fine, like... I'm going to play Genshin the whole night. Okay. Uh... That's... <laughs> The game has my soul. Lucky now. man. Yeah, I yeah. felt and that's why I feel so bad. Like I try to bring everyone on. And I'm amazed sometimes. Like after this show's over, someone from New Zealand and Germany will be on the show. Damn. Uh, so like, this, Ooh, it's late for New Zealand. Actually, it's gonna be early. It's gonna be like morning. Oh, it's uh, morning for like, like noon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so. Uh, it's pretty amazing uh, how we can get that to all work out. Uh, you know, and I was thinking, one day we will get you know someone from japan on the show as well and someone from north america <laughs> and someone from europe all on the show at the same time one day we'll do but that. i mean i think like honestly if you told me hey wake up at five fine <sighs> i'm you know like i've did that yeah. i did that sometimes like okay, seven no fine but i did that i, I you know it's, it's an honor to be here so it's people an honor will find you. a way yeah oh, thank you but it's the, i think the most difficult thing maybe like finding a day where everyone can but people will find a way they're not gonna mind mm-hmm. waking up early you're going to bed late nah that's what people say but i always feel bad like i made uh ethos wake up at like what 4 a.m for a show a couple of months ago <laughs> he's in norway what? right now so um you shouldn't feel bad it's america's fault for being the, it, it the is. protagonist 
Yeah, yeah. Which God. that's just how the, just just how it is. <laughs> but it must be hard in America too. Like you guys have so many time zones too. Oh yeah, like, with four. It was funny. Time zone, I guess. I live in a place that ignores the time zone change, uh, so it's even oh. more fun for me. But we'll bring it. I liked just learning a little bit about you guys uh, as well, because part of the show is to learn a little bit about you. But let's we'll bring it back to music for a little bit and kind of the music that you guys are making and everything. Uh, you both have pretty particular things that you make for your YouTube channel. I mean, I think, Alex, you're known for your kind of this, some of the covers and the funky music you make. Uh, yeah. and, you know, uh, that's what you're known, known for the most. So can like amplify that by a thousand. Uh, and yeah, then, it's funny, man. With the Mughal sounds. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I still have it stuck insane. in my head. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy because I've been trying to get, like, I've been trying to make Final Fantasy, like, my Final Fantasy cover. So just, I just posted my cover of The Landing yesterday mm. on YouTube and Twitter. But that cover is, like, four years old. Mm. I've, I've been making Final Fantasy covers for the longest time with that level of love and attention. I just happened to put them on the wrong place. So no one gave a shit <laughs> okay. for the most part. And uh, now that I started this Alex McCullough music, which is all about video game music, people there are the people who love video game music. And when I publish these covers, they're like, whoa, this was great. Mm -hmm. So imagine spending four years doing these big orchestrated covers and ha like hoping that they will be seen by Square Enix and they never get seen by anyone. And then I make a funk video where I play <laughs> funk bass for 15 seconds and the world goes crazy. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> you know, it's like pretty... I've been it's doing so RNG-based. It yeah, it is. But I think the internet kind of works like that. Like, the internet has so many content creators all the fucking time. There's many people who make Final Fantasy covers over orchestral covers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that I used to work in, like, Hollywood music. It's mm -hmm. still an orchestral cover. But a funky cover maybe something people never saw before. So the internet yeah. is like, hey, there's space for this. We need this. We don't have this at home, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Final Fantasy Orchestra, we have that at home. So when wow. I made the funky stuff, everyone went crazy because there's nobody doing that. And uh, that's where I needed to become what I must. <laughs> no, I really felt like called like a primal. People kept them yeah. asking me, can you make a full one, full one? I'm like, this never happened on any one of my other cover stuff. So, okay, let's try it. And then so can ask him like, what the fuck? Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. And that's, that's history now. Now that's, that's who you are. You're the funky dude. Uh, yeah. But you're I, doomed. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. So what's uh, the other question? You you work on actually analyzing music as well. It's not just like do it. You're a music producer, so you like yeah. actually going in and learning all the details and everything. And those videos are yeah. extremely interesting uh, to watch. Thank you. But I mean, it is different content than just doing a cover. So I do understand there's some sort of differences in there. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like that's an issue, kind of having things that are just slightly different about music, kind of being produced on your channel? Uh, wait. You, sorry. Can you repeat so, the question? So yeah, yeah. So you produce one type of content, which is kind of mm -hmm. analyzing music and everything else, and you produce another content, which is just covers. Do you feel like there's any issue doing that? And then like no, said, no, no. I, I think that's great actually, because again, it's all about like if you give people something they don't have at home. Mm -hmm that's where they really enjoy your stuff. And that's where they really start to get to know you. Like mm -hmm. one problem I always have with my covers is that because they're for the most part were orchestral covers, 
I cannot simply put a video of me playing all the orchestral instruments because they're just composed with software and stuff, and there's a lot of work that goes into that, but it's mostly in my computer. I can, if I show you the project file, it's not as exciting as seeing Husky playing stuff on guitar. <laughs> so the problem I always had is that I couldn't communicate my character through the music. Mm -hmm. People couldn't see me as a human. So when I started making the, the music reaction videos, I, I started because I actually have been teaching music for four years before I started this channel on YouTube, where I teach people how to make orchestral music. I love to teach. And I found that Final Fantasy music gets a lot of attention, but I found that people were not noticing the best details. Like mm -hmm. how in the Shadowbringers main theme, the theme is completely dark, but in the moment where the Warrior of Light vanquishes the Sin Eater, it does a modulation, which means the color of the track goes to like a minor scale to a major scale. Mm -hmm. It's like the sun just came out. And I'm like, that chord change right there is telling the story of the game. Mm -hmm. And no one knows that, you know, because people didn't notice that. Mm -hmm. And I made a video to talk about all these details just because I, I like to share enthusiasm and give the composers the, you know, the attention they deserve. I want people to really notice how good they are. And that video got a bit of views in the beginning, but then it blew up completely out like a month after for no reason. And everyone was like, wow, I never considered this. I never understood this. This made me appreciate the music so much more. Thank you. And I, then I noticed first that I was giving lots of like um, good attention to Soken, which I admire. So I'm, I'm happy to make people understand his music more. Mm -hmm. Second, people were loving the content because they felt like they could understand the music a bit more. And third, people were vibing with me as well. So the inner music nerd that I am felt like content about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I make reactions... And analysis is uh, I just want to create a space for people vibe. I want to, you know, bring respect and appreciation to the composers. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, for example, in Final Fantasy 15, you guys played it, right? Did you play 15? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Do you remember Hellfire, the, the track that plays in the Ifrit boss fight? Yeah. I'm oh. trying to remember. There's... It's been a while. Well, but if, if so. you look for it on, on YouTube, you're going to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I love this one. I jammed okay. so hard on this one. It's a. Uh, it's crazy track. And also Wanderlust. Those are crazy tracks. Mm -hmm. Very few people know that it was not Yoko Shiomura who composed those tracks. Actually. It was Yoshitaka Suzuki, which is a composer that composes like two, three tracks per each Final Fantasy game. And usually they are the best tracks in the soundtrack. Huh. Very few people know that. So I, I'm kind of broken when I see that. Yeah. They, like, Japanese composers don't like to boast about what they did. Mm. So... You will not hear that they they like you were here. Yoko Shimura did everything. No, it's not true. Yoshitaka Suzuki did that track. So on Twitter one day I shouted him out and he got a lot of followers out of that because people didn't know he was the composer for Hellfire. And mm. when they knew him, like, oh my god, we need to follow him. And then he thanked me. Like, oh my god, thank you. After so I'm like, wow, I need to do that. I feel a sense of responsibility because composers need to be appreciated more. People yeah. need to understand music more because there's so much more that they would. Uh, love to hear i love to understand mm -hmm. and i love to be a nerd mm -hmm. and uh that also helps my covers because when i publish my covers people know my personality now and they know my excitement so when they listen to the music they can it's like what i said before with soken like when i hear soken's music i can see him getting excited while he composes that stuff with me now it's the same i think but people can see me getting excited mm -hmm. about composing this cover so it's, okay. it's a good thing 
Okay. Uh, Husky. Short I, answer. <laughs> short, very short answer. Uh, Husky. Busted. <laughs> uh, so uh, I do. I am curious. You do focus mostly on rock, right? That's kind of your yeah. ideal covers. Is there a reason why you kind of just focus on that? Is it just you like playing guitar more than anything else, or? Not really. Actually, I listen a lot to metal and punk music. Mm-hmm. But when I play guitar, I I'm not good at composing metal. Uh, I just have a good feeling with rock, so it's That's just it? how I play. When I do a cover, I just jam over my guitar. I put on some chords and some melodies. I watch the I watch the drum part, and that just sounds like rock. That's just it, actually. Okay, you just it's just what you like to do, and you're like, hey, I'm just gonna make a. It's just a rock matter rock. of feeling. Okay. I mean, it's a a high road for me. I I plug in. I play and it sounds like this. Dude, you grew up playing Sonic. It's just a matter of thing. <laughs> that's, that's why. You played Sonic I Adventure love, 2. Same, so did I. I it's amazing. Music. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that got the rock in your soul, I think. Sonic yeah. was, what was it, the Dreamcast one? Uh, Sonic Adventure. Adventures where there, he's going down and he'll escape from the city or something. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. It's like that's my jam. City one escape. of the most perfect <laughs> songs. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it holds on its own. It just holds on its own. It, feel, it has like a journey feeling, I think, almost to it. If I, if I yeah. uh, had to compare it to something. But it, I, I don't know. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, I'm going to listen to this full thing. There's no skip. There's, yeah. no, like, <laughs> there's no. When I was a kid, I played the final boss every day only for the music. <laughs> I, I was addicted to it. It was amazing. That, that's, that's great, man. Uh, no, maybe I could do an analysis of City Escape. That's, yeah. uh, that's a great track. It's an amazing track. Um, so I guess the, the other things that I, I'd like to ask you to kind of get to know you a little bit more. We, we've learned a lot yeah. about your channels and the music and everything else. But what about what you guys do video game wise with Final Fantasy XIV? What kind of players are you? Do you log in and raid or you craft or you do anything? You log in once a month? Like what, <laughs> what kind of Final Fantasy XIV players are you? For me, I... Uh... I started to play very seriously uh, on Stormblood and Shadowbringers. Mm. I actually I played at the release of A Realm Reborn. I didn't play at Heaven's World, and I started to catch up from Stormblood, and I started to get really addicted to this game mm. since this time. And actually, I prefer playing the main story. And uh, leveling some alts and doing some roulettes uh, in casual mode. I played um, a very few extremes. I've tried uh, Susano Extreme at the risk of some blood, and mm-hmm. uh, I got it. And uh, I think that's it. Uh, usually, I play for two of our three months. Mm-hmm. I catch up. I st- uh, I get some gear. I level some alts, and uh, I take a break for a month. And I come back later. That's like the ideal is, way to play, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What is question that I'm gonna ask answer? Sure. But I have a question. What is your favorite characters, guys? Like your your favorite character, Husky and Rusty. What, what are your favorite Final Fantasy fourteen? Go ahead, Husky. Uh, I have to think a bit about it. Uh... I can I can go ahead and say mine then. Uh, mine is uh, I I like really stupid and uh, <laughs> characters that are just like horrible. So I think his what was his name. Uh, at the beginning of Stormblood, he becomes in. He's the big, bulky guy, and he's the guy that turns. Gozet- into... Gozetsu? No, it's not Gozetsu. It's uh, the bad guy. It's the. 
Oh yeah, Quinwalt. Yeah, yeah. Quinwalt. Yeah, yeah. That's your favorite. Yeah, he, I love him just because he came in and he's just so ridiculous and so loud yeah. and yeah. so stupid. And he just like came in and he's like, all my name I, I, days have come at once and like. <laughs> Perfect. That's perfect. Like, I didn't like this... him. I found him very boring. Uh, I had a lot of trouble with him. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, f- I found him very boring. I didn't like every time he appeared. I was bored. <laughs> I mean, that's kind but of... Actually, my favorite, my favorite character is uh, Robin. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can see why you didn't like the one Frosty likes. Like, it's complete polar opposite. Completely opposites. different characters. <laughs> complete polar opposites. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. A okay. Lot, a lot of times with the Final Fantasy uh, story, some of the characters are all kind of sensible, like, you know, good characters. They they don't really have a lot of things that just make them uh, stupid. And I feel like Grinwalt was just so out there that it just stood out. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say the main thing that made me like him is the, you know, that dungeon where you're fighting him and the voiceovers and everything when he's like going and he's like, I'm going to kill you. And he's like so just like intense and like the emotion in the voice kind of yeah. made me like really start to love him but then you don't see yeah yeah he's again, but... he's very well characterized and i'm what became of it like i forgot the... he died you, you killed him because he turned into a monster with a chainsaw uh and he you know oh, he's in that dungeon yeah. and you fight him uh and he's just like so insane and that that fight was like uh yeah, yeah, kind yeah, yeah, of yeah. heart-wrenching to me in a way if you go back and you see it you might get the... it's so easy to forget it because no one really liked him as a character but like that's kind of no, why i, I, I did. like him too I'm... Cause I I, I like. I did. I was, Go ahead. Yeah, you like you like the maybe the contrast hit you the hardest. Like mm-hmm. when you see oh it's so stupid, but then it ends tragically like that. Yeah. One I, of my favorite characters, probably, for kind of the same reason. Well, my favorites are definitely Emmet Selkin. Also, like Yosuyu. I thought I would would not like her at all ever when I saw her. Like, no way at all I'm gonna like this character. But then I'm like, whoa, she's not my favorite actually. No. Okay, wait. <laughs> Emmett Selk, Emmett Selk uh, Lady Iceheart, and uh, I like. Shit, what's his name? Well, Horshafant, but I like also. Of course. Oh my god, I forgot his name. Uriange. Okay. Uriange. Uriange is like, it's, it's funny because he's so serious, but there's so many scenes where he's just he's stupid. Mm, you know, he has yeah. this like duality <laughs> to him. Like when he tries to swim. Or he tries yeah. to walk on the water and then he falls like, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, but yeah, the game is full of like amazing characters, extremely right? well developed characters. I mean, those are ones that people like. And I will add one extra note uh, to it, and we'll come back to that question in a second. But just to continue this tangent a little bit longer, uh, there, there was uh, a point. Like, I'm not very attached to. Like, I understand. Hey, it's a video game. Hey, my life. You know, I can separate that. But people get really, really attached to these characters. Like, uh, I, yeah. I asked a question on Twitter one day, and I said, hey, uh, who's going to die in the next patch? Like, okay, that's the question. Somebody might die. And then someone said Thancrit, and someone got really upset that they said Thancrit to the point that they're like, I can't believe that people are saying this. I'm so tired of hearing it. I, I don't <laughs> want it to happen. No, it can't happen. They blocked me oh, no. and the person who said it. What? And I think, yeah. It's like, it's That's... it's just a little, like, we have to be in a world where we understand. I mean, it's good to be attached to the characters and the stories. I think they're wonderful stories. But you got to have to, like, have that limit uh, to where you can separate it. But... I find that some people, like, video games can be a huge source of escapism. Like, anything in life, honestly. Mm-hmm. You can, 
use anything to escape yourself and hide in that thing. And then you really like the way you relate to that thing becomes unhealthy. So I see this all the time. People criticizing video games. Oh, Final Fantasy XIII was terrible. The worst thing that ever happened to humanity. And like, I can understand you don't like it, yep. but like having to insult people who enjoy it and insult right. the developers, that's where it goes a bit too much. And it makes me feel like you have some problems. Like if like if that game feels like a threat to you, or the idea of thanks for dying yeah. feels like a threat, it means you are escaping in this so much that that's probably not healthy. No, it's you know? not. Uh, so, in my head, at but, least. No, it's not. It, it's objectively not healthy. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I do, I do understand the heavy attachment to a character. I understand like the crying mm. when I don't know something happens. That's beautiful because like you, yeah, like video games are made for you to escape or to like become part of this different world. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. It just doesn't make sense when that becomes a cause for conflict. Yeah. Because video games are entertaining, entertainment. They're not war. Just so I just have this not. sense of like, <laughs> yeah, I, I get disgusted when I see people taking something positive and turning it into something negative and dark and, you know, judging, judgmental and stuff. It's just, ah, I, I just, I, uh, yeah, I just I bypass just... this kind of people, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> have loads of those in my community, too, because I'm, yeah. I mean, the I, Final Fantasy XIV community is huge and has so many different people of so many different personalities and so many different interests that, like, you're going to find everyone. Like, there's a, there's a ton of people out there who hate me very much. And I, I have no them. clue why, uh, you know, but there are people out there who do hate me. There's people who hate every single person has, like, a little hate group back there <laughs> in the background somewhere. Uh, and they never really show themselves because... They get stomped out pretty easily, I guess, because they don't have a lot yeah. to hold on. That just, besides that hate in general. Uh, well, but the the, the the thing is like uh, clearly, I don't think there's anything to hate about you. Oh well, so, thank you. Like to I me, they're they're it's probably hating themselves. Mm-hmm. They're hating them. like when when I see that, I'm like, dude, I have another channel where I teach people how to make music by ear. I do not know music theory, so imagine going there and being, hey, I'm gonna teach you how to write film music by ear, mm-hmm. and I play the music. There's people who are like, oh, like one time, man, I made a cover of Apocalypse Noctis from Final Fantasy XV, and I rewrote it entirely by ear, exactly as it is. So if you listen to my cover and then you listen to the original, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's crazy to nail that down like that. And I published it. Someone came and they said, this isn't real music. You know, this is just of course. loud shit. It's not like Mozart, mm-hmm. Schubert, and, you know, all those composers. Like, it would never get used in a video game. I'm like, dude, this is Final Fantasy XV music. It defined, the Final Fantasy is the final generation. It's, like, super top-tier orchestration. So what the fuck are you talking about, you know? Some people just have it in them to criticize for literally no reason. Because Man. they want to feel important. They want to feel relevant and for some people the only way to feel relevant is to bring negativity to the table because that way you're gonna notice them you're gonna answer blah blah and before i used to engage but when i see them now i just delete the comment (laughs) or 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 maybe i just reply but in a way that ends the conversation like yeah okay i I appreciate your comment i don't think it's the same but can't feed it or people say oh you're one thing that i hear a lot about my music is that it's too loud and it's true like my music is pointless 
Actually, they have a volume, right? Mm -hmm. They're they're able to turn it down, aren't they? No, but it's not it's not that. Like it's it's the the arrangements are way more. If I make kind of fancy arrangements, they're way more cluttered than Mm. the originals. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like that's that's a reason to hate it. Like if you don't like cluttered arrangements, I completely understand why you wouldn't like music. I write it for this like this purposefully Mm -hmm. because that's exactly how I like it. But -hmm. you don't have to like it. You can. Just go and have a bagel. You know, you don't have to listen to the music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so, so I just reply like that. Uh, yeah, you're right. I I do things this way, and that's right. And that's kind of these kind of people are so stubborn. It's pointless to try to argue with them. So yeah, you're right. It's better simply deleting or ignoring them. Sometimes they just want to be like acknowledged. So mm-hmm. like if 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 they're yeah, writing something that is like hateful. It. Yeah, yeah no, but if, if they're writing something hateful, like it was very bad, I remove it. Like sometimes I get people being hateful to the music I'm reviewing. Mm-hmm. Oh, this composer is shit, delete. Like that's mm-hmm. like delete. But if I'm getting some criticism, like, oh, I didn't like this, yeah, that, right. blah, blah, blah. but it's not so crazy, it's not mm-hmm. vitriol, I, I might say, I hear you, I disagree, but I hear you. Yeah. It's fine. And then they're like, when, when they see that you acknowledge them and you don't. The, the value their position, but you just tell them, I, I see you, but I, do, I think of something different. Usually they just calm down. They're like, oh, no, I just, you know, I, I actually like it. Just wanted to say that yeah, because yeah. they're like, oh, so, you noticed me. So that's good. So people just want to be honest. There's two different types of comments that are negative. There's the kind that people are actually legitimate people saying, hey, these are my thoughts and concerns and everything else. Yeah. Then there's people who are like, yeah. I'm going to say something horrible because I want to say something horrible. Just be completely yeah. shitty. Uh, and I found... Delete. Yeah, and I found that uh, basically you have to think about it in this scope as well. You guys are busy. You're doing lots of stuff. (laughs) You're making things. You're playing games and everything else. This guy who is saying this horrible thing to try to get into a response with you has a world of time to sit there and twist and spin and do whatever they can to try to get into your head. You just don't have that time to combat it. So there's no reason to like even go into a huge in-depth conversation if you think it's just someone trying to gaslight you or trigger. But even if you were even if even if I weren't busy, like my philosophy in life is that positivity is the most one of the most important things of all. Mm -hmm. And when I do engage in negativity, which I'm a human, it can happen. When I do engage in negativity I am always left with the feeling of like, hey, I could have done something else with this past 10 minutes mm-hmm. instead of ruining my life and someone else's life. Right. So one thing I do, if I do engaging in negativity and I, maybe I create more negativity than should, that should have been that day, I That's try to be twice as positive that day. For the okay. like to bring back the balance kind of thing. So <laughs> yeah, you're like okay. that's kind of what I And then you go to Husky's I, Twitter that, and you say lots of really nice things to him. <laughs> no, it, can, it can be Husky, it can be anything. Like yeah. it can be even the person, it can be a, you know a stranger on the street. Because right. I remind myself that negativity doesn't you know it's not important. It's just ah doesn't really people, help. Sometimes they're just yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, dude. That's that's the internet. Yep. That's 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 how it is. But uh, I think yeah. you have a very wholesome like community and vibe and i can sense them from a mile away so oh, well, that's you're nice. good man sometimes most times they're wholesome uh it, it depends <laughs> on who i have on the show <laughs> but that I being see. said well, that being said i'm going to ask you anyways for about the final fantasy 14 game life that you have alex completely different oh, yeah. subject <laughs> but I, yeah i, 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 uh, I actually <laughs> I'm, I'm a complete casual okay. like i have a problem in every in life, mm-hmm. I like to do so many things, so many things, man. Mm. Like even video games. Like video games is 
one of my biggest passions, but I have so many others. And uh, there's so many video games I like to play. Mm-hmm. And do you guys remember when we were like kids? We barely had money to buy even one video game per month. Like, at least for me. I, I, I bought one video game for two, three months or something. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. So the one video games I had, I would have to like finish it to 100% and make it last as much as possible. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're drinking the juice and the <laughs> juice ends, like... It keeps like it's the same. <laughs> the box sucks it's in. The, yeah, 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 exactly. That's how I consumed <laughs> video games back then. Now I'm like at the only candy buffet. I can pay for video games. They're getting cheaper because they get on sale after a month now. Mm-hmm. And I have money because I'm an adult and I work. And it's like, oh, there's this one. Oh, but there's that one. Oh, that one. And that. there's so many things. Mm-hmm. So I went from the juice thing to only doing the fundamental things. Now I want to experience the story, the characters, and the music. Mm-hmm. Which means I don't always do like the extreme challenges. I don't complete them to 100% and game stuff. So for 14, I just play when there's the new main story content. I renew my subscription. I go through that. Play with my friends. I do some roulette with Husky and blah, blah, blah. And then if I'm done with the story, the subscriptions runs out. I play other games. So I completely miss out on all the extreme stuff, so- all the raids, etc. Un- until when they get nerfed to death. That's where I, I do them. <laughs> well, and- I... I want to yeah. I want to expand upon that because I feel like that is also a very important piece to put on uh, the table here is that I only do what I want to do in the game like I log in and if there's something mm-hmm. I want to do and I'm going to enjoy it I do it and sometimes that's reading right sometimes I just like that's my goal I want to do savage I want to complete all that stuff uh, mm-hmm. and I I do it and then I log out and I do something else I play different games because I feel like if I yeah. made even though this is a huge part of my life. Mog talk and doing these podcasts and everything else, bringing it on and talking to people who are very passionate about different things in the game. Uh, it's a huge part of my life. It's more important almost than final fantasy 14 is to me, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, this is just what I like to do. I like to talk to people. And like so, you played, you like the community. Yeah. I love, I love the community. That's, that's everything that I, I'm about. And so when we actually, I don't do a lot of really... I've never done any ultimates, although I talk to people who world race and do ultimates all the time. I've never... uh, I don't do any crafting, but we have people who talk about crafting come on the show. And so, like, there's so many different things with this game that if you try to do every single one, you're going to burn a lot of time that you could have spent doing something that you really wanted to do. And Yoshida has acknowledged that, you know, play, do what you want to do, and then go play another game because there's so many other good games out there. Uh, there's so many other things that you could be doing. Yeah, honestly, Final Fantasy XIV is like three or four different games into one at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do the extreme stuff, you can do the main story, you can do the crafting and gathering, you can do housing. Oh. Yeah. You know, and all of those I, different... It's the first time I love crafting in a MMORPG. Yeah, same, man. It's, it's great. amazing. Yeah. And fishing and stuff. It's like it's like a set four separate games Magical. into one. It's a, it's I, a circus, man. It's like this whole amusement park of different things with Final Fantasy. Yeah, but I, you know, but also there's some people who, like I'm sure Haps or Zeppla, they just do all the things. Mm-hmm. Also because like for them it's also their job, like yeah. to just you know mostly play Final Fantasy. So they do all, also MTQ capture, like they do everything, mm-hmm. and probably they also enjoy it to death. I cannot see myself doing as much in Final Fantasy XIV. I would just, you know, miss out on so many other things. Right. So, yeah, just... But this is the same for all, for all games. Now I'm playing Genshin Impact. It's fun <laughs> as heck. Man, it's are. addictive. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you guys are playing. Like, Husky, are you playing it? Yeah. Uh, you are, uh, I'm yeah, not I'm playing it. I'm like the uh, only one. Frosty. 
I'm the only You're one not playing, not playing it in the world. I Frosty, swear. Frosty, I would recommend you to try it. I started just, just... It's really fun, though. Dude, we have to play together when you are at level 20. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wait, we can play together already. You're, 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 you're. Yeah, you're, I, I've unlocked, I have unlocked the multiplayer. Okay, good. Thing. But yeah, dude, that game is, uh, it's great. But it has this like gacha system where to ex ex like uh, unlock all the characters. Either you have to spend a lot of money, or you can play a lot of hours, and right. you get multiple chances to unlock them. And mm -hmm. I've been told that when you reach higher levels, it becomes grindy as fuck. So if you want to get to the highest levels well, and do the end game. You have to play a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not gonna do those things, right. you know. So I'm I'm letting go of the stuff because I want to experience other things. So you have, just have to be self-aware mm -hmm. about you how know, you consume I, games. I've played Red Shadow Legends for one year, and it has one of the worst gacha rates of the mm -hmm. world. <laughs> so Genshin Impact is so generous for me. Mm, after yeah. Red, you really should try the Cydia Opera Omnia uh, Opera Omnia on uh, mobile. It's yeah, the most generous the problem game I've tried. is that I um, I play on the computer and and I hate the portrait mode mode. I need landscape mode when I played it. Mm. You mean Dissidia? Oh, you talk about Dissidia. I thought. Yeah, yeah I'm talking Dissidia Opera Omnia. Yeah. FF Brave Exus. I know it's. Uh, no, 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 no. Dissidia Opera Omnia is one of the best. Oh yeah, I should it's try. Like it. One of the best Dissidia games right. ever made. Like there are so many cool. Did, did you try Frosty? Nope. <laughs> Did you guys ever play a Dissidia game before? I've seen it. I understand the concept. It's kind of like Smash Brothers, but with Final Fantasy, and it's yeah, like but it's three D. It's much better because yeah. there's like there's a story, and in Dissidia Opera Omnia, they went all over the place with the story. Mm. They make like they have so many freaking characters because it's a, it's a gacha game. And they have to bank on characters, so every freaking character you love from Final Fantasy is there. Scion from Final Fantasy VI. Mm -hmm. There's Vivi. There's freaking Arden. I think they're going to add them as Selk at some point. And mm -hmm. when they introduce them, they also introduce them in the story. So you have a cutscene where, I don't know, there's Laguna, the meets Squall, the meets Cypher, and they meet Vivi, and there's Cypher and Vivi. Oh my jamming. God. It's, yeah, it, dude, okay, like, so it's, it's the... Really... I'm getting no. It's the, it's the biggest... You, you also discovered, like, do you guys know why Cypher uses the Gunblade in Final Fantasy VIII? I can't remember. Why he became yeah. a Gunblade wielder? Uh, no. I they don't explain this. Well. Okay, they don't explain but in the city of Romnia, there's a scene where Cypher meets Laguna, and he's like, wait, you're the guy from that movie. You're the reason why... You remember there's Laguna that does a movie where he fights a dragon with a gunblade. Oh, yeah. And Cypher says, you're the reason why I became a gunblade user, because I saw your cassette <laughs> where you were playing against the dragon, and, and there's these like, exchanges that deepen the understanding of the, the Final Fantasy games. So mm -hmm. it's great for that. Like, there's a story, but also the, the gameplay and stuff is so much fun, and it's a very generous gacha game. So that one is amazing. I would recommend it to anyone. But yeah, sorry. No, I'm no, it was good. No, no, no. It's, it's amazing because even though, you know, we call this like the Final Fantasy XIV music discussion and everything else, it's really getting a lot of insight into you guys about how much you are just huge gamers. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, you just love video games. And I think that's a, a passion that... Uh, is wonderful to see anytime, no matter what the discussion is. Uh, I agree. And because, you know, people can be people who make music for video games, but have absolutely no clue about video games at all. And if you have that insight about what makes a really good video game, you know what goes into making really good video game music. Oh, uh, yeah. So I think, I think uh, though, like that can happen, but it happens quite rarely. Usually, 
the composers do do play, but yeah, you can also have those that don't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's exactly as you said. When someone is a big gamer, you feel that. Like Soken, for example, mm-hmm. you can like you know he's a big Final Fantasy fan. Oh, right, and he's a gamer. So uh, I guess a good example would be like I did an interview with Susan Calloway before, and I, I talked to her, mm-hmm. and she's not a really huge video gamer. Like she she doesn't play a lot of games, but she's a huge part of the Final Fantasy world. And the music yeah. that she puts out there, everyone knows who she is if they play Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. Uh, and she's a really cool person. Um, going on that note, too, you've done interviews for people like Jason Charles Miller. Oh, man, <laughs> that guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> have, you, have you talked to him? I yet? haven't. I, I'm curious how you got that interview. Did you, were Dude, you just messaging him? Get him like, on the hey? show. Uh, so, my, as I said, my reaction videos are cool for giving more credit to the composers and the singers and the stuff. Very few people knew that Jason Charles Miller was the guy who sang on Shadowbringers. Even I didn't know. I oh, thought he okay. was Soken. And in the video said, well, this must be Soken. And someone in the comments said, no, it's Jason Charles Miller. I'm like, what? <laughs> the guy who made Rules of Nature. I'm like, whoa. So I made a video yeah. eventually about Rules of Nature and I praised Jason a lot. Also to like kind of apologize for the Shadowbringers, you know, mm-hmm. fiasco. And uh, he found the video. And he just thanked me a lot. And was like, oh my God, well, thank you for making this video. And then he followed me on Twitter. And he has a show on Twitch where he has people come on his show and they improvise there. Like they play an instrument. Really? They kind of challenge themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's called Jason uh, Miller Mondays. So it happens on Monday. He just improvises. Like they face off with this. Uh, and he asked me, hey, I want you on the show. Do you want to play some? And I'm like, I, I suck at instruments completely. But <laughs> maybe I could interview you on my channel. And I made a post asking people if they wanted to know more about this man who made the music for mm-hmm. Sango Shadowbringers on To The Edge mm-hmm. and uh, Roots of Nature. And they were like, yeah. So that just happened. And hmm. uh, he's super cool. Like, it's, uh, I never knew how wise that man is and how many stories he has. Like, mm-hmm. he knows Ozzy Osbourne. Like, he's friends with Ozzy Osbourne. Like, uh, good friends with Ozzy Osbourne. He yeah. toured the world with Mary Manson. He had a band. Like, man, there's so many stories he's behind a, this person. And- he's very, very <laughs> big in the rock scene. He's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I never knew. And he did country so, for, I think he did some solo country stuff, or like it sounded like country or something. And everybody was like, yeah, oh. he does this like yeah. southern rock music that is amazing. It sounds very cinematic too. It's, uh, it's very interesting. So when I interviewed him, I was like, whoa, lots of people have no idea about much of the depth and details that is be- behind uh, their favorite composers mm-hmm. or whatever. So maybe I should keep on doing this show. So that's why I'm doing it. You know, mm-hmm. for a you know music video game music people. I mean that's that's amazing. I was just really uh, I was really interested to see that. Like I saw that pop up. I'm like, holy, f- <laughs> this is a pain. <laughs> you know, it's you just should get him on the show. He's gonna be excited to be here. I don't sure. know. I don't know. I, I would love, but I I have no clue what to dis- like music discussion wise. I I'm someone who listens to music. I'm like I enjoy it, and that's really as far as I go. <laughs> yeah. so it's hard for me so maybe i'll get him on and then i'll have one of you guys come on and interview him <laughs> and then i could just kind of be there and moderate a little bit and maybe we could make that <laughs> but i mean uh, probably he's he's oh, a yeah. he's a pretty cool guy and then um I, I was doing personalized questions i was like i'm gonna ask alex about this because this was interesting i want to know how that story went and another one for husky was like why are you so quiet and shy but you're not really quiet and shy. Oh, you just kind of. I hang think he's back. ambiverted. He's an ambivert actually, like us. <laughs> I'm just an introvert, actually. Um, that's just who I am. I, I've never been a talkative person. 
mm. uh, that's it. But maybe I think it may it might be because uh, of my childhood. Uh, okay, emotional moment here. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, when I was a kid, up to my uh, 14 years old, I guess. Uh, I didn't have a lot of friends, and people usually made fun of me. And I think, man, because of this loneliness, it made it felt me uh, a shell, and that's why I might be really introvert and mm. shy now. Bro, but can, when... I, can I interrupt you for a second there? Yes, our similarities we... keep on increasing. What the fuck, man? <laughs> So for yeah. me, like, just interruption super quickly. Yeah, I, I wasn't necessarily like bullied heavily, but I I'm black and I had to face mm. racism a little bit. And I also was the nerd in the class in middle school, and uh, people didn't like that. And mm. so I was bullied a little bit. I fought back, but the way I fought back was building a shell. Mm. Same. I I built the shell of being cold, being closed, except mm. for my best friends. They were, they knew me as I was, but then I you know for most people I was just closed off. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, Husky. that's funny. Yeah. Similarity. <laughs> so yeah, and I've started to to have real friends pretty lately. Uh, from my seventeen, yeah, when when I was seventeen, and um, that's when I started to open myself, and people were receptive to me, and from then I can only be myself with. Uh, The right Friend. people. I knew that. <laughs> I saw, dude, when I told you, like, I saw you, like, I told you, dude, Twitter is amazing. People yeah. on Twitter are great. It's not the negative place everyone says. So you should share yourself more. Yeah, you, you started doing that. Yeah, and I and I saw that you right. have you have a great time. So I'm like, yeah, he's clearly someone who and loves. I'm starting to opening myself on Twitter as well, and yeah. people received it positively too. So. It mm-hmm. can only get better now, thanks to you. I think, <laughs> I think no, it's thanks to you. Like it's because of who you are. I think like you attract people that are similar to you. In case of Frosty, the the the, the bad luck you may have is like when you say maybe I have negative people coming on the show or like in the comments. Mm-hmm. Maybe like these people come from outside. Like I don't know because you're like on Husky is just channel. It's only Husky. Mm-hmm. On my channel, it's only me. But I don't know if there is so, if you are interviewing somebody that has an audience that is a bit mixed, you so might get that too. So let me let me explain it even further than that. Uh, I every show is different than the last show. For example, this one is discussing music. Uh, last show is Final Fantasy 16. The show before that was the Mentor System. The show before that was something like we have. Oh yeah, so it's like very different... specialized shows, and then of course we have so many different guests. For example, ones uh, people who have been part of the Mog Talk for a while is Zeno. And Arthas, and they're very aggressive people. They have very aggressive kind of language when they're talking and everything. And people don't take them okay. the right way uh, mm. sometimes. And so it all kind of gets mixed together. Uh, but it, it's it's just weird. It, it doesn't matter if you did the exact same thing and it was always great and everything. Um, and you, there was no reason to hate you. People will still hate you. It doesn't matter. It's just yeah, it, no, I know, I know, I know. It, yeah. But but I, but when you when you work with like that sort of like mm-hmm. transformative audiences. They the, the culture that creates itself in your audience is not like I'm oh, bringing a lot of we're about this yeah, yeah yeah exactly for me my community is very tight and we're all about video game music and positivity mm-hmm. that's that's so and Husky I think it's the same and I think you attract the people who are if you were just doing your show by yourself I'm I'm 
100% sure your community will be will be always wholesome as well. So, <laughs> like it's like it's it's definitely not on you if you sometimes get like some vitriol. It's just the nature of the internet. We'll see. But, I, I do want to relate but, to you guys real quick, if because you, uh, you were talking uh, earlier, and I feel like this is just a common experience. Uh, when I was younger. I didn't yeah. talk to anybody, and I had the lowest self-esteem possible. And I thought if someone said something nice to me, they were making fun of me. So I had, yeah. I had this huge thing, and I grew it. And I think that didn't really change until high school when I started to realize, hey, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to fake being confident and say really nice things about myself and be like an, an egotistical asshole. And then people <laughs> took that, like, the, took it as like, oh, yeah, he's fun. You know, and it wasn't like something like... Uh, I, I start feigning confidence. Like I just start trying to put it out there and it worked in some regard. And so some of that confidence that I never had before started to build and it was actually starting to turn in some real confidence. And I feel like I became a lot more social as uh, I got out of <laughs> high school and I started to grow, uh, grow older. And yeah. I uh, didn't think that I was just, I don't know what it was. It's just a combination of things while growing up. I think everyone has that. that. Yeah. You know, what's the cool thing? It's like, I find that people like us, everyone had that, mm -hmm. but people like us probably didn't like unleash that by bullying other people. Mm. We didn't try to bring people down to bring ourselves up. We were just closing each other down. <laughs> yeah. So we were doing something bad towards us, mm -hmm. but we weren't doing bad to other people. Right. Well, sometimes people just bully others and uh, that's how they face their own lack of self-esteem. Mm -hmm. We all have that when we're younger and then some of us find their way and I'm so proud of all my friends who you know tell me oh yeah i was bullied when i was younger and dude so many so many creative people have that story like i've come to understand it's just how it is mm -hmm. and uh, i think probably that's where maybe our brain started to be a bit creative like hey okay this world could be much better so i'm gonna imagine in my head how it would be and then you start playing final fantasy and you're like wow i wish we had dragons and stuff and then <laughs> get into music and you know like it's just and by yeah. going inwards, you start to just become more imaginative, mm -hmm. have fun being by yourself. And then eventually, you, if you're lucky, you have built self-esteem. But after you build self-esteem, your world of imagination that you develop inside is still there. Right. So you get kind of the best of both worlds. So, yeah, I've seen that narrative so many times in content creators, man. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so, and I'm so proud of, of you guys. Like, you came... <sighs> Like if you came from there, which I know that place, you came a long way. Yeah. That's great. So uh, we have our warriors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I have. Uh, we have a little bit more time, uh, and I, I kind of want to focus. I I noticed this. It feels like the podcast kind of turned into more of just like learning about each other, which is something I love. Uh, and yeah. you never know what you'll get into when you get into these kind of conversations. Um, yeah, and I, I want to actually ask you a little bit about your future as well, so people kind of where you're you're heading and like, for example, are you got, do you guys have any collabs planned for each other? Or do you plan to do anything else uh, with your own content to grow it more? Is there anything you have? I mean, it just... will happen eventually for sure. Like, oh, yeah, sure really... that was not the last time. Oh, no. We haven't planned anything for now, but <laughs> I think both me and Husky understood instinctively. Yeah. That is not the last time we collab. Okay. I actually oh, had this, I had this stupid idea of like, hey, let's hide a melody in both of our tracks this, from now on. And this, this innocence cover we've done together is one of my 
best works. It's one of my, the covers I'm the most proud of. <laughs> and yeah. I had a lot of fun doing it with Alex. And I'm looking forward to do another one. <laughs> Maybe yeah. for the extension. Hmm. Yeah, dude. Like it would be great. It would be great to make a so many things, honestly. And maybe even outside of Final Fantasy or whatever, it would be, it would be yeah. fun as heck. Yeah, I think it's going to gonna happen. Yeah, and I mean, people who play Final Fantasy fourteen don't just play Final Fantasy fourteen. So you can make content oh, yeah. outside of fourteen. And people, music yeah. is great everywhere. <laughs> so yeah. it's very universal. If you make good music, people want to listen to it. Of course, there's nostalgia. Uh, in particular, Final Fantasy that a lot of people have. So they well, I think to that. people who love Final Fantasy fourteen are gonna are gonna love Final Fantasy sixteen. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. And <laughs> there's, I, also, there's also that. I I, I want to ask that too because this is something that gets said a, a lot. Is that when people were watching that trailer, they're like, "Oh, that's Soken." To me, I didn't think that immediately. Maybe I just don't have the right ear for it. What is it about the Final Fantasy four sixteen trailer that says, "Hey, I'm Soken"? Okay. Uh, I made a video about this. There's okay. essentially, yeah. but there's one part that is going to be like, okay, yeah, either it's Soken or it's someone that really loves Soken because mm -hmm. the part where the prelude plays, mm. da, 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 da. if you, in your mind, ignore the prelude and you just listen to the orchestration beneath it, like the, the brass playing the chords and stuff. Mm. Chords are when you play multiple notes together, mm. right? The brass playing the chords. And you listen to how they're playing and how the strings are playing on top of that. And you compare it with the Crystal Tower team from Final Fantasy XIV, arranged by Soken. It's the same exact chords and string passage. Huh. It's the same. Like, if, if you go see my video, yeah, go you're going to notice because video, I, yeah. I, I rewrote it. I wrote with both tracks and then I made a comparison and it flows seamlessly. Mm. So there's that. Also, on the part where there's the choir playing the main melody... Uh, on the second part of the trailer, again, mm, that's a bit more like you know theory crafting. But uh, even there, I found that the chords, like what's underneath the main melody, sounded so similar to "Torn from the Heavens." And I made the, uh, I, I, I wrote, I, I rewrote it, and I put "Torn from the Heavens" on top of it, and it fits naturally. Hmm. So it was those two things for me that gave it away. Also, the the way the the trailer ends with the prelude uh, playing. Mm, yeah on harp is the same exact uh, <laughs> essentially the same exact key so uh, it's weird to explain but it's it's like the the version they used of the prelude in 16 at the end the same exact version they used in heaven's words main like, title screen same key okay. same notes uh, the only difference is the instrumentation because it never thought there's like organs and brass in this one it was like harp but it's like to me, it felt like the style beneath the melodies was soaking. Mm. And if you watch my video, it's going to be way more uh, easier to understand because I have examples that you can hear. Right. But it's the harmonic language. So either it was him or it's someone that loves him a lot and wants yeah. to do a similar style. That doesn't mean that he's making the music for the whole game. It right. could also mean that he just made the music for the trailer. But in my mind, it's him. Yeah. Yoshida was just yeah. like, hey, go make me something real quick. I need it. And he was like, I got you, bro. I, I think that so. <laughs> in my mind, it's him. And also, like, the fact that Yoshida is directing the game is another... So there's, like, many different hypotheses. Like, many different, like, uh, reasons why we can think it's him. Mm -hmm. I can be proven wrong. But, dude, I was saying before any information about ever Summer Remake the soundtrack was disclosed, when we just heard the, the snippets in E3 and stuff, mm -hmm. I was already saying this is not the Bo Matsu. 
Everyone was like, oh my god, the boy Nobuo is back. He's creating this incredible orchestration. I'm like, no, this is not Nobuo Uematsu. No one believed me. And then they released the, the website where they said, oh, here's the two composers, the main composer, Masashi Yamauzu and uh, 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 Suzuki. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I told you guys, <laughs> you know? So <laughs> yeah. I tend to have a bit of like a hunch with these things. Okay, okay. But we're going to uh, see. I also think it's second because I have done a cover of the FF16 trailer. And when I was doing it, I had the same feel I have when I do FF14 cover, mm, yeah. and I found the same sonorities, the, the same feelings, the same. It was really easy for me to do it, and uh, I have only one game where I do covers easily, and it's FF14. Mm-hmm. It's like so it's your just bag. a matter of feeling, and it's <laughs> a matter of sixth sense. I'm pretty sure it's okay, and I know he's not allowed to talk about it. As, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet, so he must be so excited reading about it. Uh, yeah. He reads, uh, <laughs> he he knows, reads a lot. He knows that we know. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he I want, man, I would, I would love to see Soken reacting to our stuff. <laughs> you know, like, like the live <laughs> of him, like uh-huh. watching our covers or whatever and just, you know, being like, oh my God, these guys are crazy. Or, I don't yeah. know. He, That'd be fun to see. It, it would be, it would be amazing. Uh, okay. Well, we're we're kind of getting to that point to where we're getting close to the closing. I wish I could, honestly I would love to do this show for ten hours uh, and just keep going. <laughs> um, Maybe we can do another episode in like in uh, you know when I, yeah, later on. Yeah, you know actually we could maybe do it every few months or so. Hey, look, this is the new music out here, and do a review on music. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, dude, when six when six point comes out, we have to do it. Like, Absolutely. Know, yeah, yeah. There's gonna Absolutely. be so much, and that's gonna come out. Uh, we're probably, l- I would say, at least less than a year away from it. Uh, we're probably I at the so. nine month part. Uh, I think I would estimate no. Well, I don't know. Maybe October, November. Maybe it is a year. I, I don't know. Mm. Um, maybe summer. I mean, that, that, way the, too early. the next main scenario patch is like 5.4 December, right? Yeah. So, and then there's going to be another one after that six months later. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it goes then, like uh, oh. 5.4, then there's going to be 5.5. 5, and then they usually, sometimes they do a 5.55 for more story. Yeah, that's go, true. Yeah. I, I honestly thought the story it's was just, done with 5.3. Well, the story with. Sorry? Go ahead, Husky. Expansion actually uh, often releases on summer, I think. Some blood and yeah, some blood summer. summer. The delay is going to yeah. lock it out, man. Two years is, uh, yeah. It's uh, through the COVID thing. Might yeah. happen. It's the COVID thing that kind of pushes it all forward. But I mean, basically, uh, I, I think what happens is 5.3 finishes, and then they're like, okay, 5.4, start the next expansion story. 5.5, continue oh, yeah. on. And then they just like start leading into it. There's always that kind of beginning pre-expansion story stuff that goes in so yeah, you're sure. amped for it um but that being said i do want you guys to do a little bit of a closing here and just kind of say say whatever is on your mind that you want to say to people while we're ending the show and also make sure you tell them everywhere they can find you and enjoy your content which they probably already know but just <laughs> for the sake of doing it uh and you know what i'm gonna start with husky first and make him go first then go to alex what have I got in mind? Well, uh, thank you very much for inviting us because that's really a chilly moment. It's uh, really great here. Yeah, I and agree. 
I'm having a great time and I don't often have the opportunity to talk English. Hmm. I write in English, but I don't I don't often speak English, so it's uh, forced me to participate. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really fun, actually. <laughs> no, you're actually and, very um, good for I, someone that doesn't speak often. You're yeah. quite good, we, man. We're really talking about something we love, and uh, it's really... I, I love it, really. Mm -hmm. And... Um, the, the chat has been really active tonight, and oh, yeah, it's night for me in France, so right. that's why I stay tonight. <laughs> so I had a really great time, and uh, I'm looking forward to the next of FF14 and mm. for FF16 as well. Yeah, yeah. man. So I, I want to add to that a little bit. I uh, yeah. one of the reasons for having this show is to have an excuse to come together and just talk with other people <laughs> and, so, uh, and try to, you know, reasons like you, you guys might yeah. hang out and talk every once in a while, but you never really get a time to really sit down and just talk like this. Right. I don't, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's a good reason to just say, hey, let's just get together and have a conversation and have uh, a good time. I feel that like this is a very, yeah. very, very chill show. So thank you for that, man. It was uh, really a pleasure to be here. Husky's he's right. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys. It's a pleasure to have you here. But Husky, you forgot to say where people can find you and everything, which of course they know. Oh, yeah. but... True. So they can find me on YouTube. That's my uh, my channel, Husky mm -hmm. by the Geek. Mm -hmm. They can now find me on Spotify. I've had my original music for a while there, but now I'm progressively releasing my covers on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play and uh, Amazon uh, MP3. Mm -hmm. um, I'm releasing all my covers, so um, I'm releasing one compilation per month. Mm. So the first volume has been released and the second volume will come uh, by the end of the month. Mm. And uh, I'm, I've been starting to be active on Twitter for the last two months, so you can <laughs> find me there. And uh, on Facebook as well, but I don't post that, that much on uh, Facebook anyway. It's okay, I don't even. No, man, same. <laughs> the Facebook is people, dying. People are more active on Twitter, so that's fine. I think nerds yeah, are yeah. more, yeah, yeah. And I will Definitely. say, uh, also, I have been noticing both your music pop up on my Spotify feed recently, so oh, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Like, I've, I'll be listening to whatever, that. and it just pops up, and I'm like, hey, all right, this is, <laughs> this is wonderful. Uh, it makes me feel kind of that's happy cool. inside a little bit, but uh, Alex. Thank you, man. Well, uh, what I would say to people is, you guys are great. You know, great community over here. Uh, in general, the Final Fantasy fighting community, in my experience, is pretty great. So keep on being positive. That's very good to see. I think it's good for the developers as well, like to see that the people playing their game are so great. So mm. that's amazing. Thank you so much for those of you who are sharing our covers and stuff. Uh, I really appreciate that. Thank you for the chat for being here tonight. You can find me. Well, if if you're if you want to discover the secrets of video game music and understand why you like it, look for Alex Mkala Music on YouTube. That's my channel where I break down video game music in a very fun way that is easy to understand, even for musicians, like people who are not musicians. Mm -hmm. If you want to listen to some uh, orchestral remixes of Final Fantasy music, uh, look for Alex Mkala on Spotify. If you want to listen to lo-fi remixes of video game music, Alex Mkala 2, like I.I. on Spotify. Mm -hmm. If you want to check out some funky bass covers, <laughs> go on my Twitter. Yeah. And uh, Twitter is also where I post the fluff, where I also post sometimes clips or how I made certain rearrangements and stuff. So 
Twitter is becoming my favorite thing now, but also my oh, same. music. Really yeah, it's great. Like you can like interact with people, and it's it's. You it's can shit post and people like it too. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried. I try to limit that because <laughs> I still try to like give people because sometimes I I get freaking the other day the Devil May Cry account followed me, like the mm. official Devil May Cry account because I made a cover of like a funky remix of Buried the Light. Which is one of the best tracks ever made. Like that track is amazing, and I remixed it, and they retweeted it, and then they followed me, and now I feel like, oh, I cannot shit post that much because I'm being followed by people that cry. Like I don't want to like put stuff in their timeline that is not so useful. So I'm trying to limit kind of the shit posts. But yeah, you can shit post on Twitter too, and it's fun as heck. So it's great to interact with people because as a content creator, like yes, you're the the, the man of the people, but there's a bit of separation. You know, there's the algorithm that gets in the way between you, your videos, and the people. But on Twitter, there's, you know, just, just completely different. People can retweet your stuff and share with your, yeah. their, their friends. So it's great. To so, give you one yeah. note on that, you can look at how many people they follow. If they follow a lot of people, post whatever you want because likely it's just going to go through their feed uh, and they might not be able to see it. Uh, I, I got followed by Square Enix and I was like, holy shit. And then I still post horrible things. And so, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Man, congrats though. That's, that's freaking amazing. Yeah. yeah uh, it's great. So how, it's, it's how did that happen? It's just random, dude. <laughs> I just, I look every wow. once in a while, it'll say like, oh, so-and-so followed you. And then one says Square Enix. I'm like, Square Enix follows you. I click on what? it and it's like the account. Ever like, since. What? <laughs> uh, and so every once in a while that happens. But I, that's, sometimes that's the people who are running those accounts just follow tons and tons of people for example yoko taro after he did his concert followed so many just players of final fantasy 14 that have like don't make content or anything he just start following the hell out of anyone who mentioned wow. the concert concert no, but square enix doesn't do that though square enix like they follow i think a hundred people or something oh yeah like man that's great that's, that's i think it was square enix rare. usa when they still had the account maybe it's not like the same square enix but it was square enix usa I can't remember. Doesn't matter. Like it's it's great That's nonetheless. Great, great. Like they, I know they don't follow just about anyone on their channel, so yeah. they uh, they're watching. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> they're watching. Uh, Would you like to work for them, like on I don't know social media or something like that? If they pay or, like, me like, enough money to survive, yeah, of, of <laughs> course. Know, that's <laughs> of course. That's the thing. Like the gaming industry is, you know, it's one of the hits that you have to take is that lower pay. A lot of times, uh, if there really? was, yeah, it's it it can be pretty rough because uh, they, yeah. especially programmers and other people who work for them, they're so passionate and they just want to do it so much that it's easy to oh, like. It's okay. such a huge field that they yeah. can pay you less and so that's not always the case but uh if a job opportunity came for me for like a video game company in any way uh to do something that i love to do and it was something that i could support my family and not feel like i'm hurting my my home life in any way to do of course then sure and I, that's just unfortunately where I'm, at. I'm not like i'm not a bachelor who can go and just live out in a box somewhere or out of my car and just kind of make by so yeah um, but anyways, did you awesome. say where they could find you, by the way, Alex? Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like YouTube, just, just, Twitter, everywhere. Just like your name. Just use your name. Just if you uh, if you look for me anywhere on the internet, just type Alex Fukala, <laughs> you're going to find something. Except okay. like if you go, you know, like where you shouldn't go, like not safe for work sites, you don't find me there. <laughs> but anywhere else, Who knows? I the am only there. fans that you have, do you have your OnlyFans account up there? <laughs> <laughs> OnlyFans. I talk about lasagna for 24 hours straight. <laughs> That'll be, that'll be amazing uh, take my money that'll be amazing right now i should i should actually do it as a joke <laughs> i'm sure you'd get a lot of people subbed i, Man, I swear. oh yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. You, you know the power of the meme. Lasagna ASMR. <laughs> Man talks about lasagna half an hour straight. We never see you do any covers again. Yeah. You're just a professional lasagna reviewer. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fun to explain that to my parents and my girlfriend. Hey, what, what do you do? I just talk to lasagna for a living. What? But we live in such a weird age, a weird era, that this actually could happen. So that's the I funny want thing. I lasagna cover. Yeah. This, this could totally happen. Yeah. Lasagna cover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, that, that's, that's about it. That's, uh, that's where people can find me. Okay. And I appreciate you guys coming on again. It means a lot. You guys are both wonderful people. Amazing. Thank you. Uh, I, I love it when Thank I get you. on a show and I'm just like, this was easy. I didn't have to think at all. It just works out well. Uh, I don't even really yeah. have to try to host or moderate because we just naturally talk to each other. Those are my favorite. Yeah, we're chilling. Yeah. We're chilling. That's exactly I loved it too. It, it was a great, great freaking time, Good man. Moment, really. Yeah. Yeah. And this, by the way, this is not the last show. We have another show that's coming up after this where we're going to talk about the live letter with uh, Sophia, uh, Jess, and um, <laughs> Balana, who came on. I, I asked him three hours ago to come on the show, and he's going to be on because we're Arthas, unfortunately, isn't feeling too well right now, so he's not going to be on. Uh, so stick around. I'm going to play credits and uh, everything here just because I'm going to put it on YouTube. And I'd like to kind of go through the natural flow of it. Um, I do want to go and do my special shout-outs. I want to do a shout-out to uh, my wife, Karara, for putting up with my shit and doing this every weekend. Uh, <laughs> I want to do a shout-out to everyone in chat. Uh, and a shout-out to literally anyone who watches this in any shape or form or supports me in any way just with using their eyeballs. This is wonderful. Uh, so thank you very much for that. And the people, the mods in chat and everything. Uh, were you saying thank something you there, Alex? Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, your wife sounds amazing. She if is she, amazing. Like, she doesn't get in the way of this. Mm -hmm. That's that's it's that's great, amazing. Yeah, that's uh, really great. Like she's a great supporter. Sounds like. Uh, I do want to go ahead and do one shout out because they are doing a uh, fundraiser right now. There is a website you can go to for oh, just yeah. giving. Uh, oh yeah. And it's uh, they're raising for cancer research, and they're doing oh, different events and everything else. Uh, and I just want to give them a shout out while they're doing it. So if you guys wanted to do uh, any charity giving then please, yeah, they, they passed uh, 2K right now, euros. Uh, is that euros, right? Am I reading it right? <laughs> no, it's so pounds. Pounds, okay, two, 2K two, pounds. Uh, so that's even more. Yeah, and so that's, that's that's wonderful. And you guys, if you if you want to give a support, feel free to. Uh, they are doing a great job here, uh, and I definitely endorse what they're doing right now. So. Um, I agree. I think that's it. I think I think we're good. And so, uh, you guys haven't been on before, but what I do is I always do an awkward wave, bye, and everybody has to say bye while we're doing a closing thing. And look at the camera and go, bye. So go ahead and do it. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye, guys. Have a good night. See you. Yeah, guys.